This is the Stars and Bacteria podcast. I'm Jas, and you're listening to episode zero, Small Beginnings. In today's podcast, I'm first going to talk about how astronomers and microbiologists point to a paradox about the nature of humans and how we see different versions of this idea in everyday life. I will discuss two schools of thought in innovation and my reasons for why I believe innovation has slowed down. I'll also explain why podcasting is evidence that history repeats itself in cycles and how I hope to use this platform to create something that I call the network effects of curiosity. The name stars and bacteria makes sense if it is thought of as not two individual words, but one single phrase. It started from a few vague questions. How do we understand our relationship with the world? What lens should we view it from? And how do we change the magnification power of that lens? Astronomers look through their telescopes and marvel at the expanse of the cosmos. They see countless stars and wonder just how insignificant us humans are. Microbiologists zoom in through their microscopes and marvel at the expanse of the human body. They see countless cells and bacteria and wonder just how intricate and miraculous living things can be. But can we be both insignificant and miraculous? This paradox can be resolved by understanding that perspective matters. The telescope brings us close to that which is light years away, while the microscope makes visible what the naked eye cannot see. This idea stuck, and I began to see different versions of this in different places. In literature, the book Gulliver's Travels, the same person is a giant in one country but a tiny being in another. In psychology, the idea of looking inwards to be able to act in the outside world. In warfare or sport, are battles won on the basis of mental conditioning and strategy alone before you even step foot in the physical arena? And what about innovation? How does this idea fit here? Well, there are roughly what I would say two schools of thought. Those who believe progress will be achieved through technological innovation, let's call this the technological school, and others who believe it will be achieved by psychological innovation, so let's call this the psychological school. According to the technological school, over the last decade, the focus on introspection has outweighed the necessity for finding solutions and building in the physical world to the point where we have forgotten how to build. They criticize the overemphasis on the internal over the external, at the expense of neglecting the outside world. According to them, we should be building in the world of atoms rather than turning everything into matters psychological, therapeutic, or meditative. The psychological school believes that it is psychological and not technological innovation which will lead to progress in the coming years. An example of this, instead of spending billions on making trains 30% faster by creating superior engines and rail tracks, we have made them 30% more enjoyable for a fraction of the cost just by installing free Wi-Fi and changing our perspective of time. In other words, psychological innovation is modifying our perceptions instead of the physical world. I believe innovation has stagnated. Whether we need more technological or psychological innovation, I am unsure at this point and willing to be convinced either way. To quote Rory Sutherland, the vice chairman of Ogilvy, who also popularized the idea of psychological innovation, the opposite of a good idea can also be a good idea. To back up my claim that innovation is stagnant, I'll make this point briefly using three examples. First, a thought experiment. Let's imagine you walk into your GP surgery, and for some reason, maybe because you're suffering from amnesia, you cannot remember what year it is. Now, if all the screens were removed from your GP surgery, then just by staring at the rooms, could you tell you're in the year 2020? How is it different from being in a room in the 1960s or 70s? And if it is different, do you think the difference is enough? Now do the same for walking into a secondary school classroom or a university lecture theatre. There is a notorious saying which goes something like this, we were promised flying cars, and instead, we got 240 characters. Blade Runner is a futuristic movie, it was released in 1982, and it defined and inspired the visual aesthetic for the sci-fi genre and popularized the notion of flying cars. That movie was set in LA in 2019, last year. Forget flying cars, 
we still seem some way off from the arrival of self-driving cars. And the same can be said of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which by the way released in 1968. Something happened to the future. Maybe we took it for granted, as if it was this inevitable fixed outcome independent of our imaginations and our actions. So why a podcast? Well, before the advent of a writing system, the oral tradition was the main way of communicating information across both time and space. Information would be passed from one place to another and through the generations by the spoken word. Even in societies where a writing system did exist, not everyone knew how to write, but everyone did know how to speak. In 1450s Europe, there were only a few thousand books in circulation, as they all had to be handwritten and carefully copied. They were closely guarded by the gatekeepers and not widely accessible to the general public. However, this all changed when a German inventor called Johannes Gutenberg built the printing press. The effects of this invention are referred to as the Gutenberg Revolution. Knowledge could now be democratized and it had a significant impact on society, politics, literature and religion all across the world. It also marked a seismic shift in how information was transmitted. The oral tradition now gave way to the written word, but the rise of podcasting has tilted that shift back in the favor of the spoken word. Word, a second Gutenberg revolution if you like. I don't have the exact numbers in terms of how many people listen to podcasts versus read books or articles, but let's run another experiment. How many podcasts have you listened to in the past year versus how many books have you read? I would appreciate if you could actually tell me the numbers in the comment section. And if you're confused because you listen to audiobooks, well then I'd say that's a win for the spoken word. The number of people who can read is going to be less than the number of people who can listen. There is this friction to reading that isn't quite there for listening. The relationship between a writer and reader is different to the one between a speaker and a listener. Words evoke different emotions, thoughts and ideas depending if they're read or if they're heard. Listening to a podcast gives a sense of closeness as if listening to a conversation unfolding right in front of you. I want to build a close-knit community of listeners who are united by their curiosity but divided by their cognitive perspectives. As I claim my own small corner of the internet, I want to explore something I call the network effects of curiosity. What happens when curious individuals come across other curious individuals whose viewpoints and methods of thinking are completely different to theirs? In this final part of the podcast, I have three questions for you to think about. First, which do you think is more important, incremental progress or radical progress? Incremental progress is where we take something that exists today, find the faults in it and decide to improve on it step by step, bit by bit. Radical progress is where someone realizes that the current way of doing something is irredeemable and needs a complete overturn. So they imagine a radical vision of how things should be and reverse engineer or work backwards from that point to make this progress happen. Secondly, what exactly is the difference between invention and discovery and which is more important for progress? And now the last one. I have been speaking mostly about the future, but even if we look deep into our past in mythology, when the gods spoke of immortality, could they have been referring to the progress of technology, which one day would let us upload our brains to the cloud or the heavens as they called it and live forever? For me, this is an open experiment to learn in public. So if you have any feedback, whether good or bad, I would love to hear from you. And if you agree or even disagree with anything I've said, I'd love to hear from you too. Please put your feedback down in the comment section. One of the best ways to learn is to ask questions. And that is exactly what I'm going to do throughout this podcast as we discuss ideas from the world of bio, health, tech, and more. Next week, we sit down with an ex-surgeon turned digital health expert to discuss the problems with our current healthcare system, his experience of building the NHS abroad, whether telemedicine is here to stay, and much more. Stay tuned for more details. This was the Stars and Bacteria podcast, episode zero. I'm Jas, and I hope you'll join me for next week for episode one. 